Hey there, friends. So glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to hopefully brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rendon. And I'm Amy Nawalai. And this is A World of Hopes. Well, Amy, I don't know how you feel, but uh, between moving and everything, July for me has just been a complete and utter blur. <laughs> you know, I had to uh, take pause when I, I saw the uh, the date earlier today. It just, uh, I, I can't believe that July is almost over. It literally, for me, it feels like July 4th was just yesterday. <laughs> right? I feel like we were just talking about all the crazy fireworks and yeah, I it I feel the same way. Like I am sort of in denial that <laughs> that August is here. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, no, I'm, how, I'm with you on that. How did that happen? <laughs> doesn't seem possible. Summer has just flown by. Yeah, eight months. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, I just, really, right? I, I I don't know. It it's uh, I'm trying to think of what the word is like. It's just mind-boggling to me how 2020 was a year of, like, time warp, almost, where it felt like, it almost felt like time was standing still, in a way, and and maybe it's just because every day felt the same. <laughs> every day felt kind of like a year in of itself. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was so, you I know, kind of, the yeah. Groundhog Day in real life, kind of. For so many people right. and I don't know now that I can't even say that we're back to normal but now that we're we're back to the hustle and bustle of life that's fair yeah it's the busyness it's the busyness is back of um, I actually have to put things in my planner or I forget about it it's not like 2020 where it was a, there was nothing going on, so I didn't have to worry about remembering things. <laughs> now right. I have to, you know, keep track of my work schedule, keep track of, you know, what's happening on this day and, and actually have places to be. And it's something I was trying to really guard myself from. I have always been the person who puts too much on her plate. I feel that. I have thrived for years on, I almost want to say it's a rush of overscheduling myself, um, overcommitting to things. There would often be, you know, I'd, I'd have three different things happening in the same day and I would somehow figure out a way to make all three things happen instead of saying no, instead of protecting my time and my sanity and um, my stress levels, I would try to do everything. And part of that is that by nature, I fear the FOMO. I'm afraid of missing out on things. It seems so simple to say no, but in the moment, it is so hard. <laughs> Dare I say impossible in some instances. And, and yeah, FOMO is part of it. The other part for me, too, is you just, uh, you know, and I'm, you're kind of the same way, I believe, like being a, an empath of sort, like you just don't want to disappoint people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so that kind of plays into it as yeah. well. Yeah, definitely. 
I would also say I struggle with codependency from time to time and it's the not wanting to say no. Yeah. Partnered with, yeah, not wanting to disappoint, taking on more responsibility for others' feelings when that's not my job, <laughs> you know? And, and I think one of the things that I learned the most during 2020 and the experience of having everything come to such a standstill. And ironically, it wasn't just 2020 for me because 2019 was very similar in some ways for me. It would be a very sad waste of those two years for me to not learn from that experience. <laughs> and and so now that we're here, I just sort of, I'm very aware of how it's been too easy to get back into that place of feeling like I need to fill up my calendar that somehow if I don't have a whole lot going on, that's bad. How do I, how do I change that mentality? Like how did I get back here so quickly? (laughs) So anyways, that's sort of what's been on my mind. I have no idea if any of that made any sense, but that's just where I've been. It makes sense. And and I'm kind of in that same headspace, to be honest. 2020, it really felt like, as you said, it's like somebody hit the pause button and life just was at a standstill. You know, you you had time to take in everything, kind of re-examine yourself and just all these internal monologues you would constantly have because there was literally, it felt like there was literally nothing but time. (laughs) You know, and then 2021, it just seems like somebody not only hit play, but they hit the fast forward button as well. And it's almost like you're trying, I don't know, at least for me, maybe subconsciously, like I'm trying to uh, take on more because like 2020 was just so still. And, and so it's Feeling almost like, like you need to make up for you it. You want to catch up. Mm. Exactly. Like mm. you're trying to play catch up. And, and I think in doing so, at least for me, it's, yeah, there definitely needs to be a balance because, you know, 2021 for me it has just blown by. And I feel like I haven't really taken the time to just uh, smell the flowers, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. It, yeah, it's just uh, kind of marching on like really quick. And yeah, it's, the year's already halfway over and I still feel like... I know. It just began. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's very different to two years. It, it's definitely a, a tale of uh, two different uh, productivity schedules for me. <laughs> like one, basically no, nothing. <laughs> and then yeah, 2021, Zero just everything has happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I would love to regain some of the, uh, the quiet and stillness I had in 2020. I feel like there definitely has to be a balance there. I could do a better job of incorporating some of the 2020 and 2021 kind of combining the two where instead of pause, instead of fast forward, just play. Right. Right. Normal speed. Don't have to like overperform. Don't need to go fast forward. Just, yeah. I guess the, the progress in all of it is awareness where previously I would have just kept plowing forward and not noticed the difference and how it makes me feel. Therein is the gift. I think that 2020 gave us, we we can take that moment to, to kind of uh, do an introspection there. Well, on that note, shall we uh, inject a little hope? It's time for some hope. 
I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I, I feel like you have a great story for us this week. So I'm eager to hear it. It made me smile. It definitely made me smile. So, you know, I, I've been spending a little time on my explore page on Instagram. I can really suck you in. I mean, because, you know, Instagram has figured out that uh, I'm obsessed with Loki and Tom Hiddleston. So I've been getting lots of random Tom Hiddleston reels. So why wouldn't I spend time on my explore page? Anyways, I was on my Instagram explore page <laughs> and a, uh, a reel by the Washington Post caught my attention. And it was... Uh, entitled uh, airport pianist gets $60,000 in tips after influencer records him playing. And so I'm watching this video and reading everything that's going by. So there is a, a guy on Instagram. His name is Carlos Whitaker. He's what you would call an Instagram influencer. He's got a bajillion followers, but he's a, an author and a motivational speaker. And I've actually seen him speak before. He's pretty awesome. Very cool. So he was in Atlanta at Hartsfield Jackson International Airport, as many airports have apparently started to do. Uh, they're, you know, live musicians in random places. Can we just talk though for a minute, like how amazing that is? Like I love, first off, we need more live musicians in places. Yeah. Like it just adds something so wonderful and calming to yeah. an area. When I was up in Portland at, at PDX, they had a, a, a guy playing the guitar and singing in our terminal. And I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so great. And, and just yeah. the atmosphere it brings and being able to, connect with the musician and just seeing kind of having some of their passion sort of exude through it like you feel it you know and ah, it's just great live live music is just awesome for sure for sure i actually just saw um i follow scott porter he's an, an actor he posted an instagram story and it was of him in what he calls uh his favorite airport i believe it was in charlotte it's his favorite because there's this one area where they have wooden rocking chairs and there was a someone playing the piano Already and everyone's amazing. just sitting in their rocking chairs, you know, chilling out uh, to the beautiful music. And I was like, that's an amazing airport. That is the way to wait for your flight. That yes. is great. So Carlos Whitaker is in Atlanta at the airport and he experiences this amazing piano music. And he's like, what's going on? This guy's like over here playing his heart out. He's listening and he ends up recording him on Instagram. And as he's, you know, doing his video, he like is just vibing on this guy's music, like loving it. He's playing with so much passion and energy and he's clearly very talented. Yeah. When you, when you watch the reel, like, oh my gosh, this guy, you could tell he's having the time of his life. He's like, got playing that heart piano. and soul. Yes. He, he puts so much into it and oh yeah. God bless him. That's so yeah. great. Yeah. So <laughs> he's doing this video and he notices that. His little tip jar on the piano there is looking pretty sad. So um, he goes to put some money in there, you know, tip the guy really well. And as he's on his Instagram, I, don't, I can't remember if it was a, a live or if he was doing a story. I think it was a story. But he basically got all of like his followers and strangers to send him tips. <laughs> 
Carlos actually has his his own podcast. It's called Human Hope, one that a world of hopes can fully stand behind and support. There, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so he his followers and and all these people on his social media uh, sent more than ten thousand dollars in thirty minutes. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, and then within two days, they received. $61,000 along wow. with all of these notes of appreciation for uh, this gentleman's incredible talent and passion. Carlos decided to sit down with the guy and actually like record a conversation with him for his podcast. Um, I'll definitely uh, share the, the link for you guys to check that out. Yeah, I can't wait to listen myself. Yeah, so he... Uh, his name is Tony Valentine. He is a 66-year-old professional piano player. Come to find out, you're in the airport, you see this guy playing music, you, you don't, you know, give two thoughts, you know. But um, he was able to completely bless this guy with all this incredible cash for his empty tip jar, you know. But then come to find out, there, there's this amazing story behind him. So Carlos Whitaker sits down with Tony and his wife, actually, um, to surprise them with the news of this, this incredible gift that his followers wanted to share with him. And then they had a conversation. It's actually really cute because this guy's wife is even more fun than he is. They're That's just great. the cutest thing ever. But you you learn just so much about this this incredible musician's backstory and um, that this gift, this blessing for them was huge because he's diabetic. He um, receives nightly dialysis treatments for kidney disease. He, you know, has to spend all of this time hooked up to an IV. You hear him share about, you know, despite this hardship, despite um, just a lot of struggles and hard things that he went through earlier in his life, he knows that he's blessing. He knows that he's had it better than others. That's such a great perspective. You can yeah, sense wow. the happiness and the joy about him. I just, when I when I read the story, when I listened to the, the podcast on Human Hope, I was just like, wow, what a fantastic story. And what a neat opportunity. Like, usually when you're in the airport, you're like rushing here and there. It's a stressful time. Yeah. yeah like you've got to get from point A to point B and you've got a time crunch. But to stop and see people and to not just stop and see people, but to take the time to get to know them, how powerful that is. That's Yeah, it's extremely powerful. You know, honestly, like I, I'm amazed because you Again, you watch this guy play the piano and he's just like having the time of his life and there's just so much energy. And I've had a friend who had to have dialysis and honestly, it's not it's not a pleasant experience no. and it drains you. Yes. Like it's it's hard on your body. Yes. And for him to do that nightly and still uh, just have that attitude and be able to bring that energy to his plane, that's nothing short of remarkable. I mean, that that's great. And that's clearly someone who loves, absolutely loves what they're doing. And that's what's striking too, because, you know, he's playing and yeah, like, as you mentioned, you, you could see like his tip jar isn't very full. And uh, yeah, again, like 
People aren't probably going to stop to listen to a piano player too often in the airport, maybe, depending on, I guess, if you're having a connecting flight or what have you. But you get the sense that it doesn't really, he's not doing it for the tips. Like he's doing it because right. he genuinely loves he to loves do it. He loves what he does. Yeah. He has yeah. a passion for music and yeah. And, and it bleeds that's through. How he expresses. Yeah. The other side of this too is, you know, when you put yourself out there, you know, doing those things you love, you just really never know who's watching or who's paying attention. You know, you, you just never know whose attention you're going to attract or even, even just like saying hello to someone or, or you just never know who you're talking to. And I, I think that is in itself kind of a powerful testament to just, you know, uh, engaging with people and, and connecting. Because, you, you, yeah, you just never know where it's going to lead. Engaging in the moment, being present where you are, and having eyes open to more than just yourself, you know? Yeah. It really is so easy to be self-centered and self-focused and to forget to pay attention around you and to, it look, is, you know? to look for others around you. And, yeah, that's what a great reminder. Yeah, we all have our hardships and, and it's very easy yeah, to just kind of sink into that. And you look at Tony and just, you know, here's someone who clearly has a lot on his plate. He just chooses to remain positive and, and appreciative of what he has. And I think that's an important, an important lesson to, for me, at least personally for this story is just the mindset, man. Mindset is just everything. And uh, with the right mindset, with the right perspective, like you, you can accomplish almost anything, you know? And, and that's, I think this is a perfect testament to that. And I honestly, I've never been, but I would love to go to the Atlanta airport just to watch Tony play piano. Like, I feel that would be time well spent. It'd be great. I agree. And, and almost just to sit and spend time. Is that a weird trip to just sit and spend time in an airport? <laughs> right? That that would be bliss for me. I, mean, I, just, I feel like it would be uh, worth it. Yeah. It, totally. Totally. Just to meet Tony, I think it would be worth it. It'd be great. For sure. Well, before we get out of here, as we like to do, Amy and I are going to offer up a recommendation, something that we've been enjoying uh, that we think you'll enjoy as well. So, Amy, what do you have for us this week? Well, this week I have a movie. It's been a little rough for me not having anything to watch i don't know i was totally into loki and got into the rhythm of having a marvel show to watch and there's nothing right now so there, there's definitely been a noticeable hole in yeah i mean yeah. and i've already rewatched the series all, all six episodes at least at least three times now. <laughs> so i i was i was looking for something might be new a small to fan. watch yeah i know a slight just, fan just, of the just show. a tiny yeah. just a tiny bit so I was trying to find a movie to watch the other day and I got so excited because I was able to get my Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston fix uh, by this great little movie. Uh, it was directed by Woody Allen, uh, a fantasy comedy film that came out in 2011, I believe. And it is called Midnight in Paris. It is available uh, free on streaming right now through Amazon Prime. I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to give the story away. I really, I don't want to give away any deals. But, but Rachel McAdams is in this movie and we have now shared how many movies with her in it that involve time travel? Is this yeah, the yeah. third? She, she definitely has a niche. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So... 
I will say that there is an element of time travel in this movie, but not like any of the other movies that we've shared. I feel shared. like that's what her agent looks for. Like, we need a good romance Maybe. and we has to have time travel too. We, we need Maybe. that specific. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. That's, her, that's her call. Yeah. yeah. So, Owen Wilson plays this screenwriter guy who's struggling with his latest project. He's learning that uh, he and his fiance have a different idea of what is important to them of what their their future goals are um and and it kind of becomes exaggerated during this trip that they are having uh together in paris and um as the adventure unfolds there is this unique time travel experience that he experiences uh each night at midnight and um, the cast of, of characters that he meets is, is quite enjoyable. I'm not going to say much more uh, because I don't want to give away what happens. This is definitely something you just should watch it. I love it. Yeah. It won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay in 2012 and the Golden Globe Award for Best Screenplay. Um, and it was nominated for uh, the Academy Awards Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Art Direction. Um, definitely deserving of those nods. It's, it's, um, it's just a fun, beautiful little film. It's, it's fun. It's cute. I think it's enjoyable for like, even if you're not, I, I don't want to call this a chick flick because I don't feel like it's super chick flicky, if that's a term. <laughs> well, it is now. There you go. Yeah, you just coined it. I, I just coined it. There you go. Chick flicky. But uh, it's definitely uh, a fun, fun film to catch. Uh, if you're an Amazon Prime member, hop on and watch it. That's my recommendation. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. So I have a podcast recommendation. And this is going to go back to my Disneyland roots. You know, I definitely have a handful of Disney Disneyland podcasts I like to listen to semi-regularly. Uh, this one happens to be about my all-time favorite attraction, and it's called the Doom Buggies podcast. Hmm. Okay. So I'm sure most Haunted Mansion fans or even Disneyland fans are probably familiar with DoomBuggies.com. It's, and if you're not, you, you should check it out. It's the epitome of all things Haunted Mansion. Um, so if, if you're into Haunted Mansion at all, uh, you'll find anything and everything, the history, all that good stuff there, doombuggies.com. But the podcast is great because they also dive into some of the stories uh, of the creation of the Haunted Mansion, um, as well as like some of the lore around the characters and like the, the ghost stories per se and uh, the influences, the many influences the Haunted Mansion had. Uh, so one of my favorite episodes though, they had uh, back towards the beginning of the year, uh, it was called the Haunted Mansion's Ghost Gallery. This talks about a, a particular collection of stories that was compiled by cast members uh, in the 1980s and uh, they were all compiled and it was called the Ghost Gallery. Uh, so what it was is cast members would actually come up with backstories for some of the uh, denizens of the haunted mansion. So some of the ghosts and uh, you know, this is what gave rise to like the popular theories behind uh, the hitchhiking ghosts, the names that were uh, given to them and then officially adopted by Disney. And uh, you know, some of the lore behind the bride and master Gracie and just some of the other different uh, 
ghosts you you catch in the graveyard scene and the ballroom and so it's very interesting to hear these stories and you know some disney has officially latched on to others not so much but uh i just love it to me it, it gives you a new dimension of immersion when you ride the attraction or experience the attraction mm-hmm. uh just even if it's just some made up just knowing like uh, the cast members like took the time to create these stories and and also like how fun would that have been <laughs> to like have been a cast member and just picking a, a random animatronic or ghost in the haunted mansion and uh, giving them an entire backstory i mean that would be ridiculously fun <laughs> to do that's a fun exercise to do wherever you are i've done that agreed, at the airport agreed. i've done that at disneyland like it's just fun <laughs> agreed and, well and I, I liked it because they were very thorough about it so they had like an, an actual notebook as a new cast would come in uh, you know throughout the decade like they could go back to this notebook to make sure like any new stories were within continuity of what came before and so there was a whole elaborate thing and it was, it was just great to listen to some of these stories you know so on, on the podcast they do go into a few of them and uh there's i believe you can also get a book with the same name like it it was actually compiled a lot of these stories so but it was just great listening to him on the podcast and i I just love uh, anything you can give me about the haunted mansion uh, especially if it's new information, I am all about that. <laughs> the The history behind that attraction is just so fascinating. And then uh, when you couple that with just the, the ghost stories and as you go through the attraction, there's definitely some ghosts that stand out and you you just are very curious like what what's the story here? Like <laughs> how did this how did this ghost end up here? And uh, yeah, so I, I just loved it. The podcast is it's just a fun listen. So if you're at all into the Haunted Mansion or just Disneyland or theme parks in general, uh, yeah, I think the Doom Buggies podcast is definitely one uh, that's worth your time. I, I would highly recommend it. It's, good, it's a good listen. Sounds like a fun pick. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah, you'll definitely hurry back to uh, listen to each hurry one. Hurry back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, on that note, I think that's all the time we have for this episode. If you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com. And don't forget to look us up on Instagram at awohopes. Uh, We're there to hear all of your stories and experiences with hope. Uh, Don't forget to tag us and um, hopefully we can spread some smiles and have some fun during the week and in between episodes. Look for us there. Till next time. Take care, everyone. We'll see you soon. Don't forget to spread some hope. Bye now. And it was something that, sorry. It was a story that clearly uh, choked you up there. Yes, it did. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ready for a little hope. Holy moly.